It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. But do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, Sir Guy's sitting around talking about a personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are around. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on the importance of going to meetings regularly in this episode 155 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. Woo-hoo. All right. Uh, well, let's, let's first say it. Okay. Elephant in the room. It was about it was about two minutes ago before we hit record on this, and Dennis said he didn't like the topic because of why? Because I feel like James is attacking me with the topic. James came up with the topic, and I I haven't regularly been going to meetings, so I feel like well, it's not. It's probably not true, but it might be. Wait a minute. But, but what's the definition of regular? That's like a relative term. That's so if regularly the last. I don't know, what, maybe year? You've been going to to meetings the exact same amount of time, then that is your regular schedule as of the last year, right? If we count the podcast, I'm going at least one a week. Well, I, I'm, in my text I said going to meet, the importance of going to meetings on a regular basis. That's right. exact. And well, let's ask you, what does that mean to you? Well, I drank every day, so I think I should go to a meeting every day. <laughs> it's just, it's, and it's only an hour a day, like. And, I mean, I'll get into it soon, but I think it's very important to keep, um, to keep ourselves accountable, to hear newcomers, and you can't help the newcomer if you're not at a meeting. Yeah, I think that's my big takeaway of it. I, I agree with that. Well, how about the last seven days? Yay! I just wait, wait. And I got to say, Dennis is, out of all three of us, the best with newcomers. He always is, like, has a new sponsee and stuff, so... You know, I think he's missing that in his life. This is not about you, though, Dennis. <laughs> I, I hate newcomers. They're annoying. I think it's because you've seen how I, long... I, I didn't mean that. I'm joking. Dennis has the longest fingers out of any of us. So when he goes, hmm, new, you're new. Come here. And he fingers them over. Come to my candy cottage. Yeah. So that's... I mean, that's really... That's what you've been known for, right? Wouldn't you say? <laughs> no comment. Okay. Uh, this. There's worse things to be known for. Whoa. Lord, do I know. What's, well, it was the one seat that was outside of the sun. Okay. I told you, that table over there is pretty good. Okay. All right, James, why don't you start the last seven days? Okay. Um, my, my wife and her parents left this morning uh, to go to Georgia. So um, I'm... Really? I'm, yeah, to go visit her uncle. So I'm just all alone. I went to Halloween Horror Nights, which was amazing. I missed Mike, though, in his concert. I would have liked to have gone to that, too. I'm still doing the workout thing. Uh, really slow at work. Septembers are slow. But the good thing is the parks are slow, too. So less lines. And um, everything's pretty pretty good. Um I haven't been going to meetings a lot lately. Like, I think I went to two last week, which is abnormal for me. 
And then I've probably gone to two this week, too. So that's it so far. Uh, other than that, everything's pretty good. Dennis? Yeah, I haven't done anything. Oh, y'all want to accept that? Um, this week, what did I do? Well, I did go to a meeting last night. Um, it's my first night meeting in a while. Um, like a visitor texted me and wanted me to take her to a meeting. And so I got mentally prepared to take her to the meeting and she canceled, but I was already mentally prepared. So I was like, all right, I'll see you like Mike and Jared, my sponsor, Mike and Jared and, <laughs> and other people, you know, they'll be there. So I'll, I'll go. And I went and they weren't there. So like, I feel like the universe tricked me to get me to the meeting. What, did you get anything out of the meeting? Uh, I don't know. They they spent like the last part of the meeting talking about how you, you don't listen to uh, AA people that tell you to that you should never take medicine or anything, like listen to the doctors and stuff like that. Because it mentions that in uh, the family afterwards or whatever, how like, you know, doctors, psychologists, priests and stuff like they they are specialists in their field and you should listen to them and then so people were complaining about like when they first came in people were like oh you need to stop taking your medicine and then they stopped taking their medicine and go nuts and then have to get back on the medicine so that was interesting but it was it, i just sat there quietly because in my head i'm like wait i just stopped taking my medicine without listening to the doc but i'm doing okay on that at this point um other than that, I I don't know. I feel like I've done a lot today already. You know, I woke up. It's Disney Plus Day. Did y'all know that? So I watched Thor Love and Thunder. I watched the new She-Hawk all this morning. Had a long phone call with our friend Don, who's in the program this morning. He called me. So I talked with him for a while. And then now I'm here. Other than that, I started playing Minecraft on a, a server that I don't know if I'm allowed to be on but like no one else is on there like it doesn't look like anyone plays on there anymore so I just started playing on it I was like in this big NFT project that's that I know of that I'm a fan of I was on their discord just looking through and I saw they had a Minecraft thing and the server was posted so I got the server address and I just went on the server and looked around and then I claimed an area and started building and no I don't think anyone notices that I'm on there yet so that's kind of fun but I don't know you've had a more eventful week Mike how was yours week? Uh, it was a uh, good time let me see work-wise I think we talked about it last week I was hopefully getting my hair cut at that um, that concert James was talking about uh, that he missed. It was a good time. I actually, it was a couple things. So I freaked people out because they just saw me with um, tattoos on my face and they're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? I, did I send you the video of the neck tattoo that I had that says no? no I did not see that. No. Okay, I'll, I'll, se- I'll send it your way. I don't know if you've seen the movie We're the Millers with Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston. There's there's a that's a good movie there's a tattoo that one of the characters gets that says no regrets and it's spelt wrong so i got that tattoo and i put it across my neck because the line in the movie yeah the name of the movie they or the uh the line they go no regrets huh 
Not one, not one letter, because it's spelt wrong. So, fun, fun fact: the 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 nerdy kid in that, the son, he's the new Adam Warlock in, in the MCU. I did see that. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that's a funny movie. If you, and it's probably under two hours because it's one of those comedies. I'm a firm believer that comedy should not be over two hours. You know, there's a certain tempo. I think some of the funniest comedies still, I like Leslie Nielsen's Naked Gun movies. Those are like 80 minutes. Or the Airplane movies, I think they're they're under 90 minutes. So it's, it's really, uh, really fun stuff. So uh, I got a couple face tattoos, and I got a text from my nephew being like, are those real? And then I sent him the video of, the, like, the uh, there's a guy with face tattoos that was playing the concert. And he gave me temporary tattoos on my face. So it ended up pretty good. And then um, I had my daughter Olivia and her friend cut my hair to donate to charity. So um, did that. So, And I also like the fact that we're good friends. And not once, like, not even a bat into the eye. Dennis is just like, yeah, you're, you're still Mike. Meanwhile, like, other people that don't know me are like, Oh my God! What'd you do to your hair? Dennis is like he's just gonna do this again another two years. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen you with long and short hair like repeatedly. It's, yeah, it's your thing. Yeah, so so it's it's good. And then today is my eight year uh, anniversary. So I got um, I I tried explaining to it somebody that didn't know the program, and they go, "Is that like a big deal?" I said, "You know what it is." It's not eight years staying away from a drink that I'm celebrating. It's really eight years of towards the tail end of my drinking. I was very depressed and um, miserable. And it feels like it was the start eight years ago today of taking my life back by giving my life away, you know, and um, the decision making. So that's when I I started actually uh, the path of... Trying to find God, you know, and having a relationship uh, of my understanding. So that's pretty cool. And uh, I think I'm going to try to keep my expectations manageable today because I had plans like, oh, maybe I'll go out to dinner with Olivia. It'll be a fun thing or go to Magic Kingdom. And then I look and I'm like, oh, it's it says it's 80 percent chance of downpours tonight. Do I really want to be in Magic Kingdom with a four year old when it's downpouring? And it's like, who says I need to do anything? I could just get pizza and uh, and watch the game and be good. So kind of just looking forward to that. Just uh, whatever it is, I know it's going to be perfect. So today's topic of, and I did reword it. I shortened it a little bit, but it's still the same uh, type topic. The importance of going to meetings on a regular basis or going to meetings regularly. Um, I'll just talk about my experience when I came in. I was told, and James said it earlier, that I drank every day, so I should probably go to a meeting every day. And I said, 90 meetings in 90 days, like how am I going to have time for that? And then it was, well, you found time to drink for probably 60 minutes every day, you know? And if you missed a day, (laughs) the next day you probably did it for the entire day. Um, So... Is it really asking that much? So the first year and a half, I uh, was sober in Vermont going through the steps. I would say I probably did just shy of one meeting every single day. Um, And then when I moved here, I restarted again. 
and from May to May to September when my schedule changed. So what's that? Four months. I did at least six because the morning meetings that we have. Um, and from there, I you kind of get a point, and I'm sure you guys too, with with what your definition of going to meetings regularly, where you can feel if you need a meeting. You can feel if you're irritable or if it's not enough, you know, and there are plenty of those times. I mean, I started going to uh, four or five a week in person when I got um, divorced and was going through all that. You know, Dennis and I afterwards would walk around the lake. Um, that was at the time, James, I think you were still uh, just doing your Zoom meetings because of the pandemic and everything that was going on. Um, but I made sure to use that time, not as much for me, as much as I needed a reminder that if things I thought were going bad for me, there's one thing I could do to make it worse. And I needed the newcomers there. And there were people that got sober during the pandemic, during that time, that without, you know, James and T setting up those Zoom meetings, to go to a meeting every single day. Do you do you guys know anybody that uh, that was well? You probably James, since that was your meeting that got sober at at that, and still. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's tremendous. And without without continuing during the pandemic to go to meetings regularly, because it was at least. How many days went by that the meeting was shut down before you started the Zoom? Do you remember? Zero days. Yeah. Zero days. We, got, we, we had to go on the next day. Wow. And, I mean, without those regular meetings, there's a lot of – there's – like in Vermont, they didn't have them for six weeks. And a lot of people on the fringe of my fellowship up there, they went out. And I know they went out because they cut, cut contact because that's what we do, right? Cut contact because you don't want to hear it. You went out disappeared and we still haven't seen them again you know and that's what's going to happen if i don't check in regularly that's a reminder for it so that's my two cents and i'm sure i'll think of something on the back end who wanted to go next huh dennis there you go okay go for it oh hi dennis hi james how are you good 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 i'm glad um yeah i um I think early on in recovery, when I started going to meetings, I was going to like 13 a week. I was going to morning meetings and night meetings, like morning meetings like every day except one day and then night meetings every day except like two days or something like that. And like, it was very important for me, you know, because I was lost you know, I, I was in a desperate situation. I didn't know what to do. And here are people that had gone through the same thing and knew what to do. So I had to listen to them. I had to learn. And if I wanted to get better, I had to learn as quick as I could. So going every day and building those relationships and those friendships and talking to people and listening to people um, is what got me sober and got me better you know like you know yeah I I had stopped drinking like a year and a half before but I wasn't sober you know I wasn't well in any way possible so for me to get well I had to be there 
So I think early on it is. And then, you know, I, I kept that up all the way to, like, the pandemic. And then, then even after the pandemic, like, well, once the meetings start, like, pandemic was still going on, but the meetings opened back up or whatever. I, I was still going until the anxiety got really bad. And then I kind of stopped going. Um, but I continued to do this thing. So I think, you know, once you get a conscious contact with God, you know, and you become more God reliant, what you can get out of the meetings isn't as much as you need it in the first place, but they're still important. But it's also important to stay connected, you know. So I, even during this time, that I'm going to less meetings, I still, like, kept up my commitment of, like, setting up the meetings. And then now I'm still setting up, like, two days a week, and I, st- and I still do this podcast every day. And then I also talk to alcoholics on the phone and whatnot. So, like, I notice a lot of, like, old-timers and stuff will go, like, don't go every day, right? Some of them go once a week, some of them go two or three times a week, and it's a program that they've settled into that works for them. And I think as you get older, once you get a few years or whatever, your program kind of changes, but you realize, like, what actually matters. So, I'm, I don't know. I kind of sound like I'm justifying my own actions in a way, but it's kind of like, you know, I went to a meeting last night. I'm going to go to the morning meeting tomorrow, Friday, and, you know, I'll slowly get back into it. Will I ever get back to going to 13 meetings a, a, a week? Probably not. But if something happens in my life that I need to, then I definitely will, you know, if that makes sense. What do you think, James? Thanks, Dennis. And just for the record, I think you're doing great. Thanks, buddy. And, um, you know, I, I kind of look at my sponsor. I, he goes to uh, meetings five days a week. He's got over 10 years. He goes Monday through Friday, and he takes the weekends off. I think that's a a pretty good system. Like, that's something I can work with. Um, I was fortunate enough to have the Zoom during the pandemic, and through that I've met a lot of really cool people from, you know, down south in Miami where I used to, and I've lived and, you know, I've, gone to some meetings that I never would have probably gone to before so uh, Zoom meetings and virtual meetings have a special place in my heart um, the morning meeting I kind of the one that we started uh, though my wife and I both kind of grew out of that it was, it's kind of uh, less solution based now and people just telling stories it's kind of strange and um, it's just not you kind of grow out of meetings sometimes. Um, I, my sponsor sometimes says, you know, well, what do you bring into the meeting? And I was like, I've, I've brought all I could, but <laughs> that's not true necessarily. Uh, you, you guys had mentioned God, and, you know, you can always, always, if you go to a meeting, you might be the only piece of God that someone hears that day. And so not only is it important to go to meetings on a regular basis, and for me, I think that's five days a week. That's that sounds good to me. That's for me. Um, but but sharing in meetings too, not just you know 
sharing your vulnerability and you know being real with people not just acting like you have it all together i think that helps other people even at five years you know where we go through some ups and downs um i've been going to the men's meeting um and it's it was a little controversial because we don't know what it, if it was started because of resentment but it doesn't matter i think it's something that i personally needed and uh, my sponsor agrees that we're gonna go every wednesday and every wednesday there's probably like four or five of us but it's it's good because we can just share for like five or six minutes and just get out what we need to and it's it's really been good um mike shared the other week it was was just i loved it so i look forward to that every week um the morning meetings are still wonderful to me um and you know i it's just something that i know i will always do and for me if i miss a day or two it's it's okay i i do not beat myself up at all and I've got to the point where my wife doesn't even ask, have you gone to a meeting any day, anymore? Because I like, have you gone to a meeting today? Because she, she just knows that, you know, I'm okay. But um, that being said, I will be going to meetings on a regular basis. Um, and I'll try to fit in a meeting every day if I can. And if I don't fit it in, that's okay. But uh, for me, I, I like to be able to go to meetings, to see the newcomer, to share on what's going on with me and help someone else can identify with what's going on with me and a lot of times i hear what i need to hear and uh, that's all i got awesome thank you guys yeah obviously it's important um for because i don't know we're not we're not old timers right and obviously we're not newcomers we're somewhere in between and i think that's really important especially if you're listening and your home group is one where there are just a lot of old timers sometimes if there aren't people with five years or eight years in there like i needed in the group that i the i went to the very first meeting it was one of my home groups called the brown bag and if there weren't people with one or two years in there i would have been like okay these people are complete bullshit and they're also nine thousand years old so, yeah, like that's good for them, but I'm 30 and I can't relate to any of this stuff. You know, there are people that go every single day and obviously they have nothing else going on. That's what I thought early on if there wasn't those other people that had a year or two years, you know. Um, and it, I think it's really important also for those people to share so that way you can relate and identify. So, like, Whatever. I know there are those people that, and we've talked about it, whether it's, you know, James in the past chairing meetings and then somebody pulling him aside and being like, maybe don't chair as much, you know, or like, hey, Dennis, we want to set up chairs. Don't open this meeting. We want to do all the work. That actually never happened. Yeah, I wish people would come and say that. <laughs> but, but like, for real, I have had people be like, you know, or you can actually tell. Like, they don't know that I'm seeing them, but they roll their eyes when I share. And I'm like, I'm not doing this for you, sir or madam. I'm not, this has nothing to do with you. This has to do with the person that might be sitting there and never sharing a meeting. And then afterwards, 
just very quietly, hey, uh, thanks for sharing. I know like I connected. And if I don't say anything and I just sit there, so I, I try not to go into a meeting, a regular meeting, with having any expectations of I'm not going to share today or I'm going to share today, you know. Um, I just go in and go, okay, well, I get the next 60 minutes and then follow it up by however many minutes I have for fellowship afterwards. Um, but if I don't, I have a built-in forgetter. If I don't actually go in to meetings regularly, you know, whatever regular, regular basis is for me, I will forget. You know, sometimes I get on a pity, po- pity pot and I sit there and I go, you know what, like, lately it's been, why, why do I think I have this much control? Like, God's in control of all this stuff. And I have to accept and be happy with what I have, you know, uh, truthfully. And there's a lot to be grateful for when I do that. But if I don't go to meetings, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally forget that, you know. And I, I think Dennis shared on it. Like, there is stuff at meetings that I used to pick up so many gems early on because I had to retrain my brain. And it has been a little bit since I heard anything new that stuck out. But that's why another reason why I keep coming, you know, to hear that. Have you guys heard any gems lately or anything that, like, reminded of, like, early sobriety? No, none of it. No, Nothing, no, Dennis? Just the, the basic of reminding you of where you come from, you know, when you hear a newcomer speak. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that, you know. And I think that's important to be reminded of that, you know. It's like when things get good and life gets a little bit monotonous and every day or whatever and you like you know you forget how bad it was and then you might think oh i i they look like they're having fun maybe i can spice my life up a little bit but you know going to meetings helps remind you is like oh no no because that's going to lead me back to that and i remember how i was right before i came in and i don't want to be in that place again Sorry, I wasn't pointing at you, James. I was just, <laughs> I, I, I talk with my hands sometimes, and I was just sitting here pointing at James's face. Um, I was reminded a little bit ago that, you know, we are, we help the next alcoholic, so we have to practice compassion. And being compassionate means that we're all equal. So we might have five years. We can't have this attitude where people come in and we like kind of judge them and look down on them we have to stay equal and we see that at meetings we also see old timers like rolling their eyes at newcomers because they they're getting stuff off their chest and that kind of drives me nuts sometimes because they're not compassionate so I, i don't know why i brought that up but it was just a reminder to me at meetings remember you know that's where i learned to be compassionate and remember that i was there at one point and we're all equal no matter what i'm just a little further along and have a little more god in my life than that person unless they woke up before you that day then they beat you i'm just kidding but i one thing i remembered that like i think us three should be conscious of because of like you know we're in between the five and ten year mark right and when i came in people my sponsor and other people would point out that like you know you have a lot of people that go out within that first year right 
And then if they get that year, they're usually pretty good statistically, right? But then there's a window between the five and ten years that you don't see people anymore, right? Whether they go out or they don't, you know. So it's it's like it's like that window of five to ten years is kind of like that first year where people tend to drop out and just you know go about their lives. They might not drink. Some of them do. But then, like, just fall away from the program. And then you don't see an uptick until you get to what we call those old-timers who have, like, retired and come back to AA and, like, have now have the time and the, you know, it's almost like a hobby that they've taken up in their retirement or whatever. So we're kind of at that stage where we just got five years. You just got, Mike just got eight years to where we're kind of like, you know, oh, we don't go to as many meetings. We're, we're still involved. We're still connected. But we're, we're kind of could be slipping off on that thing where we could be conscious of it. To be like, we need people of our middle ground area to be at meetings to show people that it works. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, for me, it's just making sure that I'm not taking credit. You know, I take credit where credit's due that I myself walked into that first meeting and I decided that, hey, I'm going to take this suggestion and I'm going to keep coming back, you know. And from there, anything that happened great in my life, I could tell you that if I stopped going to meetings and took the credit back that everything I did – um that I got that was good was on me and everything that happened bad was because somebody else did this to me, then I would be right there. I would be back drinking, you know, instead of thinking that like anything happened good happened because of God and everything that happened bad was because there's something better waiting. You know, those are, talk about a perspective shift, you know, and I think you, I only get that in the, in the rooms. So, well, thank you, guys. Another great episode. Any parting words? James is melting away here. Congratulations on eight years. Woohoo! Yeah. Woo-hoo. Thanks. Yeah, it feels the exact same. I don't. I don't know if uh, I kind of always felt when you guys picked up the first year. I'm like, oh, we're equals. We're good. Like once you made it through, I didn't. I think when I met you, met you guys, um, I don't know. It was probably sometime in that summer. So you probably had. Uh, you know, the, what, year-plus dry, Dennis, and then you had a couple months in the program at that point. But I never – it was like, ooh, I got three years on those suckers. Like, I didn't say that. I don't know if you, you kind of felt like, like, like I did. We, you didn't act – like, we knew each other because you'd come to, like, the Saturday meetings and mm-hmm. stuff, but I, don't, I feel like we didn't really connect until after we had that year, that first mm-hmm. year probably. Yeah. And then we started doing the podcast. Probably, because, I, I mean, I, I, who knows? I, I probably thought you were freebasing in the parking lot, for all I know. Probably. You know? Which, I didn't know you saw that. But. Which is the best way to base. Not pay. Do not pay if you're going to base. That's what, that's what my, uh, my base teacher told me back in the day. The electric base. Not, not the... All about the base. All about the base. No trouble. And we'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 156. We're the defective characters. Entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, meetings are cool. Just like a James. He's a cool cat. Neat. Look at him. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> we'll see you next time.